The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Every spring, individuals all over the world celebrate a holiday considered by many to be one of the most sacred days on the Christian calendar, Easter Sunday. For many, it's a day of chocolate bunnies and Easter eggs, and the day set aside to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, from the grave. But there are questions about Easter that many do not ask, hard questions about Easter that many do not want to ask, and yet questions which must be asked. Do you have the courage to ask those questions and to take to heart the answers that will follow? Your walk with the Creator and your relationship with Jesus Christ will be revolutionized if you do. Join us today on Tomorrow's World where we will ask and answer three hard questions about Easter. Stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. I'm delighted you're here. Take a few moments to picture in your mind the sights and sounds of Easter. Considered by many to be the holiest day on the Christian calendar, Easter is celebrated by hundreds of millions all over the world. In the Western world, many will decorate colored eggs and enjoy hot cross buns, chocolate bunnies, and an Easter ham. In some nations, Cakes filled with fruits and nuts are baked. In others, young girls are struck with small whips in a ceremony thought to keep them beautiful and healthy. Ostensibly, the purpose of Easter is to recognize the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the grave. He is thought to have died by crucifixion on Good Friday and been resurrected from the grave on Easter Sunday. But is there something we're missing in all of this? Today, we're going to ask three hard questions about Easter. We won't use tradition or personal preference to answer our questions. We want to open up the Bible and look through history and answer our questions with the only thing that matters, the truth. And the answers to these questions will very likely surprise you. Also today, we'll give you an opportunity to request one of our most exciting booklets, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Be sure to take note of the information you'll see on your screen to make sure that you get your free copy. The widespread teaching in professing Christianity is that Jesus Christ was crucified on a Friday before sundown and then resurrected on a Sunday at sunrise. Now, traditionally, these days every year are called Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Many churches hold religious services on Good Friday to commemorate Christ's crucifixion and sunrise services on Sunday in honor of His resurrection. The belief in a Good Friday crucifixion and a sunrise Easter Sunday morning resurrection will lead us to our first hard question about Easter. When the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day asked Him for a sign to confirm that He was the Messiah, 
He answered them very specifically, prophesying about his coming death, burial, and resurrection. We read about this in Matthew 12, beginning in verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now that's pretty plain. He said that he would be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, meaning the grave or the tomb. That is, he would be crucified and buried, spending three days and three nights in a tomb in the earth before being miraculously resurrected. Now that brings us to our first hard question. How do you fit three days and three nights into Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Think about it. If Jesus was crucified on Good Friday and buried right before sundown and then raised on a Sunday morning at Easter, how many days and how many nights is that? Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, and then resurrected at daybreak. That's just one day and two nights. A far cry from three days and three nights. Even if you include part of the day on Friday and part of the day on Sunday, that's still just two nights. And yet, Jesus Christ said very plainly, three days and three nights. That simply cannot be made to fit in the Good Friday, Easter, Sunday tradition. The numbers simply don't work. Now, some have tried to make excuses and say that Jesus was sort of a, a using a Jewish idiom of some sort, but other passages show this to be false. Jesus Christ himself said in John 11 and verse 9 that there are 12 hours in the day, and thus 12, of course, in the night. The apostle Paul, also a Jew, used a day and a night to refer to a 24-hour period in 2 Corinthians 11:25. And as scholar E.W. Bullinger pointed out, when the number of nights is stated, as well as the number of days, then the expression ceases to be an idiom and becomes a literal statement of fact. You can't get around it. Three days and three nights in the Bible means three 24-hour periods. And three 24-hour periods, three days and three nights, do not fit in the Good Friday, Easter Sunday tradition. Now, for those who have studied the biblical festivals of the Passover and the Days of Unleavened Bread, which our free booklet explains in beautiful and inspiring detail, the mystery is easily solved. Since Jesus was crucified on the Passover, it means that there wasn't just one Sabbath that week, but two. When the details of Jesus' crucifixion, burial, and resurrection are combined with the knowledge of the amazing biblical holy days that Jesus and his own disciples kept, the events line up with crystal clarity. 
Jesus was crucified and died as the Lamb of God on Passover Wednesday afternoon. He was buried right before sundown, before the annual high day Sabbath that occurred the next day on Thursday. After the annual high day Sabbath, the women who followed Jesus were able to buy and prepare spices all day Friday before having to rest again for the weekly Sabbath. Then on Saturday, right before sundown, exactly 72 hours after his burial, three days and three nights, exactly as Jesus Christ prophesied, he was resurrected. That's why before sunrise on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, according to John 20 and verse 1, his female disciples arrived with the spices and found his tomb already empty. You don't have to take my word for these things. The free booklet that we're offering today, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan, will take you through your Bible like a tour guide, showing you the startling meaning of the beautiful, mysterious, and prophetic holy days that Jesus and his disciples kept. If you want to know the wonder of walking in the very steps of your Savior, then you need this book to discover the holy days that he kept. Request your free copy today. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. It occurs to me that before we continue with our three questions, I should make a point of the utmost significance very clear. There is no question about whether or not Jesus Christ actually was raised from the dead. He was. All of us should be thankful for this glorious truth. John 3.16 is just as true today as it was 2,000 years ago. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank God that he has not left us in our sinful lawlessness, but gave his son to die for our sins, that we may be justified by his death, and then raised his son from the dead, that we may be saved by his life, as he lives that life within converted Christians through his Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus Christ is alive today and from heaven he actively heads his true church on earth while awaiting the day when he will return as king of kings and lord of lords let us all pray for the coming of that day yes jesus christ is the messiah prophesied to come to the land of judah two thousand years ago 
And that makes the first question we ask today all the more important. Jesus Christ said that the very sign of his messiahship would be that he would be in the grave for exactly three days and three nights. And the tradition of Good Friday and Easter Sunday actually directly contradicts Jesus' own words and the very proof that he said he would give concerning his Messiahship. As we saw in the first part of our program, you can't fit three days and three nights into Good Friday and Easter Sunday. The Word of God demonstrates that the Good Friday, Easter Sunday traditions are completely false and contrary to the Bible, actually contradicting Jesus Christ's own words. We can accept Jesus' words or we can accept Good Friday and Easter Sunday, but we cannot accept them both. This then leads us to our second hard question about Easter. Where do Easter traditions come from? We've demonstrated that the timing of the days do not come from the Bible. And any honest observer would have to admit that Easter eggs, the Easter bunny or Easter hare, Easter hams, hot cross buns, and all sorts of customs associated with Easter are not found anywhere in the Bible. Even the traditional sunrise service isn't found in the Bible or really supported there. If these traditions do not come from the Bible, then where do they come from? The origin of these traditions can be found in the English name of the day itself, Easter. The word Easter is nowhere to be found in your Bible. Now, 400 years ago, the translators of the Old King James translation mistakenly used it in one place to translate one Greek word. But all modern translations have corrected that mistake by translating the word properly as Passover, the same as it is translated throughout the rest of the Bible. So if the name Easter doesn't come from the Bible, where does the name for this spring festival come from? As Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary explains, the term Easter is not of Christian origin. It is another form of Astarte, one of the titles of the Chaldean goddess, the Queen of Heaven. The festival of Posh, or Passover, held by Christians in post-apostolic times was a continuation of the Jewish feast. From this Posh, the pagan festival of Easter was quite distinct and was introduced into the apostate Western religion as part of the attempt to adapt pagan festivals to Christianity. So our second question, where do Easter traditions come from, has a crystal clear answer verified in both the Bible and history. They come from pagan and heathen worship practices. We'll need to keep that answer in mind as we ask our third question in a moment. But before we do that, let me give you another opportunity to request the free booklet we're making available today, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Too many Christians are completely ignorant of the very days observed by Jesus Christ himself. On the other hand, a fast-growing collection of Christians are reading about these days, learning from them, and embracing the inspiring prophetic meaning that God has placed within them. 
Learning about these days will not only bring you closer to the actual practice and teaching of the original church that Jesus Christ founded, it will utterly revolutionize and invigorate your relationship with Him in ways that will delight you. You need this information that has been kept from you for far too long. Request your free booklet today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Welcome back. We've asked and answered two hard questions about Easter. The first was about how Jesus promised that he would be in the grave three days and three nights could fit with the tradition of Good Friday and Easter Sunday. And the answer was that it doesn't. The second question was about where Easter traditions come from. And the answer of both the Bible and history is that they come from ancient pre-Christian pagan traditions. Now that brings us to a crucial third question. Does Jesus Christ want us to celebrate Easter Sunday? As always, when it comes to questions about what God and Jesus Christ want their followers to do or not do, the answer isn't dependent on tradition. It isn't dependent on what I want to do or what you want to do or what we've always done before. The answer is found in God's Word, the revealed mind of God, revealed by the Holy Scriptures that He has given us, His Holy Bible. And on the question of keeping Easter, that Word is very clear. We've already seen that the Good Friday, Easter Sunday tradition doesn't come from God's Word. In fact, it even contradicts Jesus' own words about His resurrection. And we've seen that the trappings and customs of Easter, even its name, reveal its origin in pre-Christian paganism. And that allows us to ask, how does God feel about worshiping Him through the use of pagan worship dates and practices? He makes His judgment clear in a number of passages, such as in Jeremiah 10, verse 2 and 3. Do not learn the way of the Gentiles. Speaking of such pagan peoples and their customs, God commands Israel very clearly in Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 30. Do not inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? I also will do likewise. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. Now still, that's the Old Testament, right? Maybe Jesus Christ changed things. Maybe He said that it's okay to put God's commands aside for traditions that we believe are okay, to worship with the traditions that we want. No, He does not. In fact, He says the opposite. In Mark chapter 7, verses 6 through 9, he makes his commands to all Christians everywhere very, very clear. Speaking to Jews of his day who were also ignoring God's commands in order to keep their own traditions, we read that he said, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. 
for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. All too well, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Yes, Jesus Christ clearly condemns ignoring God's command that we should avoid pagan worship customs in order to keep our own traditions. Given its well-documented pagan origins and customs and the clarity of God's word, we can answer our third hard question very clearly. Does Jesus Christ want us to celebrate Easter Sunday? Anyone willing to be honest with the Bible would have to say, no, he does not. We said they'd be hard questions. But at the same time, there is good news. More and more Christians all over the world are discovering the joy that comes from putting aside holidays that are tainted with unbiblical and pagan traditions, holidays that their Savior himself condemns in God's word and embracing instead the holy days that Jesus himself kept and his disciples kept. Those festivals are listed in Leviticus 23. They are the Passover, the seven days of unleavened bread, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, the seven-day Feast of Tabernacles, and the last great day. In Leviticus 23 and chapter 1, God makes it clear that they're not the days of the Jews or Jewish feasts. He says plainly of these festivals, the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my feasts. Unlike the holidays of modern religious culture, which are blends of pagan heathen ideas and man-made traditions, God says that these biblical festivals are His feasts, designed and commanded by Him for His people forever. They're the days that Jesus Christ kept, the days that the apostles kept, and the days that the apostle Paul kept. These days are explained in beautiful and inspiring detail in the free educational booklet that we're sending you today, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Increasing numbers of Christians all around the world are studying these days and learning deeper insights than they ever thought they would about their Savior and about God's purpose, not only for them, but for all of mankind. Even if you're simply curious, you owe it to yourself to look into these days that are catching fire with so many Christians, people just like you. There really is no cost and no catch. We make these free booklets available all over the world as an educational service. Don't let this week's offer pass without requesting your own copy. Get yours today. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227 or call this toll-free number 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. We've asked three hard questions about Easter, and we've gotten three clear answers from God's Word. With its pagan traditions and its denial of Jesus' promises concerning His death, burial, and resurrection, Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ, do not want you or I celebrating Easter. But He has not left us without celebrations that He does approve of. In fact, God Himself inspired a collection of holy days in His Word that are truly remarkable. The holy days that Jesus and the first century church kept are full of prophetic meaning and paint a startlingly clear and joyous picture of the plan of God, not just for mankind in general, but for you personally. They answer questions that many have asked throughout the centuries without knowing that the answers were right under their noses in their Bibles. In the holy days, we see answers to questions such as, what is the biblical way to respond to Christ's sacrifice? Where will Satan be during the millennium? What will life be like during the reign of Jesus Christ? Will those who died without knowing Christ be resurrected also? And the prophecies of God's word, such as Zechariah 14, proclaim that when Jesus Christ returns and begins ruling the world with his saints, Easter and the other holidays of modern Christianity will not be the days he teaches all of mankind to keep. Rather, we're told that it is the biblical holy days, such as the Feast of Tabernacles, that the King of Kings is going to require of people all across the globe. Literally thousands of Christians around the world are beginning to keep these holy days, and they're experiencing the blessings that God pours on those who seek to obey Him. If you are just curious about these days, you are not alone. I can speak based on personal experience. As someone who used to keep the world's version of Christian holidays and who learned that God Himself had created the holy days that He wanted His people to keep instead, I would never go back in a thousand years and neither would my children. When you experience the real thing it's hard to go back to the relatively shallow days that this world has to offer. Again, even if you're only just curious, please don't miss out and forget to request our free educational booklet on the biblical holy days that are revolutionizing the lives of more and more Christians all over the world. And don't forget to join us again next week. It's been a privilege to share today's topic with you. Be sure to visit our website at tomorrowsworld.org where you'll find a world of free resources and media at your disposal. You can also find us on our popular Facebook and Twitter pages. And as always, you can find us right here. Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will be right here waiting for you next week 
to share with you the good news of the kingdom of God and the life-changing truths your Bible has to offer, truths that you will not hear anywhere else. From all of us here at Tomorrow's World, take care. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.